Well, today we are in week six of our series, Bounce Back. Bounce Back. And going to wrap this up with a really a twist next weekend for Easter. And we got a special service planned for you. Over spring break, it was a big spring break for our family. Uh, our oldest son is graduating from high school, and we wanted just to have a big family time together for spring break. So we went to Orlando, and we, I remember it was, it was one day and one night we were at Universal Studios. And as we were there, uh, we were there all day long, and it was, it was probably 8.30, pushing 8.30 to 9 o'clock, and, and we had one more ride we could ride. If we rode this last ride, it was about a 90-minute wait. And so it was, it was a brand new ride, this motorbike ride. It's the most expensive ride now on the planet. $300 million to build this motorbike adventure. And so my, my kids had already rode and they said, Dad, you got to ride this last ride. You got to ride this. There's, there's kind of this, this, this element that's really cool, this surprise element. So I said, okay, okay, I'll wait 90 minutes. But how many know by the end of the day, you're in an amusement park. Your feet are hurting. I don't care how good the shoes you got. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not 22 anymore. I'm 46, and I felt 46. Who knows? My back's kind of hurt. My, my feet are kind of hurting, but I get in the line 90 minutes, and I left my phone in the room because I decided I'm going to spend time with my, my family. I'm going to be all engaged. I'm going to be there with them. I'm not going to be distracted by my phone, but my kids have their phone. So I'm in 90-minute line while they're one's watching a, watching a movie and they're, talk, they're playing on, they're looking at their phones and I'm walking 90 minutes. Will this get over? Will it ever end? And you're walking, I mean, just all the way through and got, got, got to, finally got to the ride around 90 minutes later. And when we got on the ride, it took off and we're, we're, it's, it's an incredible ride. And about halfway through the ride, it stopped. 90 minutes? What's going on? And, 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 then, and then, I don't know, a couple, two, three minutes later, the ride took back off and we finished the ride. But because the ride stopped in the middle of the ride, they said, all of you can ride again. What? <laughs> and we got to get off the ride and go right back and ride the ride again. Look what the Lord has done. My, 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 my. Have you ever been through something and you feel like, will this ever end will i ever get through this maybe battling a disease or a sickness and you think will this ever end maybe it's turmoil in a relationship dating a family member or, or in a in a marriage and you wonder will the will the drama ever stop or maybe you hate your job and you're thinking will i ever get another job maybe you're thinking when it comes to covid will covid ever end or maybe you've been trying to get pregnant for years and and you have not been able to get pregnant and you're thinking will we ever have a baby maybe your heart is bitter or you're harboring unforgiveness and you're thinking will my heart ever be healed maybe you're battling anxiety or depression and you're thinking will it ever end will I ever get free 
And when you're in the middle of your bad day, you can wonder this. Will it ever end? And here's what I want to focus on today. In the middle of your bad day, I want you to remember one of Jesus' final sayings on his worst day when he was on the cross. Here it goes in John chapter 19, verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit on Jesus' worst day. We're reminded that our bad days do come to an end. But, but while we're in the middle of our bad days, here's what I want you to grasp today. It's so important that you understand that your bad days do accomp accomplish something good in your life. I want you to catch this. They accomplish something good in your life. They accomplish something good in Jesus' life, and your bad days will do the same for you. It says this about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Jesus learned and developed from his bad days. And understand, God's plan is that you would learn and grow during your bad day. Understand that a bad day is not just a bad day. It's an opportunity for God to do something good in your life. A bad day is not just a bad day. It's an opportunity for something better to happen in your life. There's purpose in your problems. There's purpose in your pain. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3 through 5 says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Why would we glory in our sufferings? Because we know that suffering produces. Come on, everybody shout, produces. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Come on, Indiana. Come on, online. Everybody shout, produces. I, I want to help you on bad days. Understand it produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. God will deliver because God's love has been poured out poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been who has been given to us understand God's plan is to do a work in you on bad days God wants to produce perseverance he wants to produce character he wants to produce hope in you but God's plan is not just to do something in you if you steward bad days properly God will do something through you to impact the lives of others and that's exactly what happened to Jesus God did something in him during the bad day he learned obedience on the cross but God did something powerful through Jesus and you all you you and I are recipients of what Jesus did for us on the cross you see when Jesus said it is finished he he said a Greek word is tetelestai tetelestai and that simply means it is finished and that was a very popular word in Jesus's day to tell us that when someone was at their job and they had a project to complete and and when they finally completed the project at the job they would say to tell us that it is finished when an artist was painting a, 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 a just painting this picture and maybe it took a week or two or a month or two and they finally finished the picture the artist would say to tell us that it is 
finished. When somebody owed the bank some money and they were making their payments and when they finally made their last payment, it would be stamped to tell us die. It is finished. It is paid in full. How many of you would agree with me? It's a great feeling when you pay off a debt in full. Come on, would you? Come on. It's a great feeling. Great feeling. How many of you know if you're making a car payment, you don't really own your car? Just stop making it. And watch what happens. But, but when you owe the money and, and you're making the payments and you finally make that last payment to Telestai, it's finished, paid in full. I've purchased it. It is mine. I own it. And on the cross of Calvary, Jesus shed his blood and he shouted these words to tell us that it is finished. The debt has been paid in full. I've purchased everything you need on the cross of Calvary. To tell us that it is finished. I want to just do a quick teaching because we're going to take communion together in just a moment. And I just want to remind some of you. And then I want to educate others of you on what Jesus purchased for us on the cross. To tell us that. It is finished. Your debt has been paid in full. I've purchased so much for you on the cross. And the first thing that Jesus purchased is Jesus purchased our salvation. He purchased our salvation. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28 says, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. And I love that offered. He, 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 he did it once for all time. I, I want you to catch that Jesus died once for all time back in the Old Testament. They had to sacrifice animals year after year after year after year but Jesus the perfect lamb of God he sacrificed once and for all time why to take away the sins of many people he will come again not to deal with our sins but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him you see on the cross Jesus purchased the forgiveness of our sins did you realize that you can't do anything, absolutely nothing, to earn your salvation. You can't do anything, absolutely nothing, to earn forgiveness of sins except trust what Jesus has done for you on the cross, Jesus already purchased forgiveness. Jesus already purchased your salvation. Your salvation is not spelled due. It is spelled done. 
Jesus shed his blood on the cross to purchase your salvation. To tell us that it is finished. Somebody today ought to thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for your salvation. Come on. You ought to thank God that all of your sins have been forgiven. Number two, Jesus purchased our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. You see, our sin separated us from God. But Romans chapter 5 and verse 10 says, For since our friendship with God was restored. How was our friendship restored? Notice this. By the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Because of sin, humanity was separated from God. So Jesus died a horrific death so you and I could come near to God. We no longer have to be distant from God. Understand this, Jesus purchased your friendship with God on the cross. Jesus purchased your nearness with God on the cross. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you become a friend of God. To tell us, it is finished. I've purchased your relationship with God. You can draw near to God. He'll draw near to you because I purchased it. On the cross, number three is this. Jesus purchased our freedom. Notice this in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. I'm, I'm teaching some people because some people just thought Jesus died on the cross so I could just be saved. But he did way more than that on the cross. When he said to Telestai, it, it is finished. And what, it wasn't just your salvation. He purchased your freedom. It says he gave his life. To purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And somebody today, you're not living in freedom. You're, you're actually living bound. I'm talking to somebody today. You actually believe this. You're, you're a Christian. You're, you're a child of God. And you believe you have to stay addicted to that drug, addicted to that pill, addicted to that alcohol, addicted to that, 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 that gambling, addicted to that pornography, addicted to that greed, addicted to that lying. And, and I'm just here to tell you today, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus purchased your freedom. You may be bound today, but I want you to know you don't have to stay bound to tell us that. It is finished. I shed my blood to purchase your freedom, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody today is going to get free from some bondage, some addiction today, because Jesus purchased it. It's paid in full. Number four, Jesus purchased our purity. Our purity. Notice what it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. I want to share a, a scripture out the message, then I want to share one out the New Living Translation. It says, it was a, a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. I love the imagery there. By that single offering, Jesus giving his life, he did everything needed to be done for everyone who takes part 
in the purifying process, the sanctification process. Let me go ahead and read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12. You can study these verses on your own, but let me highlight this very quickly. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates. Notice this. This is so key. People just think Jesus died on the cross so I can be saved. Yeah, that's part of it. But notice what else it says. It says, he died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. You see, on the cross, Jesus did everything necessary to purchase your purity, to purchase your sanctification. So what I'm wanting you to see here is that you can live free. You can live in purity. Not only did Jesus purchase your purity, but then he's such a good savior that he sent the Holy Spirit to the earth and when every person gives their life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God comes to live inside of them so they can live for Jesus. He didn't leave us on our own we have the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can operate in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit so that we can live a holy life and a pure life I'm here talking to somebody that thinks you have to live ratchet well for those of you that don't know that type of vernacular I just said nasty you think you have to live nasty and I just want you to know it's a lie Jesus purchased your purity you, you, you can live a pure and a holy life in an unholy world because he purchased it to tell us that it is finished. Number five, Jesus purchased our peace. Notice in Isaiah chapter 53, verse five, but he was pierced by, for, for our transgressions, for he, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Notice what it says, Jesus was punished on the cross to purchase your peace. You can have peace, peace of God, and you can have peace with God. You can live with peace. Right now, if you're struggling in your mind, you're struggling in your mental health right now, you just, don't, don't, you just feel anxious and worried, I want you to know that Jesus purchased your peace on the cross of Calvary. Thank God for the blood. I speak the blood of Jesus over somebody's mind today. The peace of God. The, I know you're going through a struggle. The peace of God. I know you're having a bad day. I, I, I know it's a struggle right now, but the peace of God. Come on, you can have, no matter what you're going through, you can have a crazy peace on the, a peace, the Bible calls it like this in Philippians, that transcends all understanding. It will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus because Jesus purchased your peace. Somebody needs to hear this. You're anxious today. You're depressed today. And I just want you to hear that your Savior said, to tell us die. It is finished. Number six, Jesus purchased our healing. Our healing. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Notice this by his wounds, you are healed. 
healing is available for you today because of the wounds that Jesus suffered on the cross. He purchased your healing. Today, understand this mental healing is available to you. Emotional healing is available to you. Relationship healing is available to you. Physical healing in your body is available to you today because of the stripes Jesus took on his body on the cross of Calvary. You can be healed. We serve a healing Jesus. To tell us that it is finished. I purchased your healing on the cross of Calvary. Number seven is this. Jesus purchased our blessings. He purchased our blessings. Notice, come on, I'm telling you, you ought to read your Bible. I, you just don't know all the benefits that you have. L listen to what the scripture says about this. Galatians chapter three, verse 13, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He took our sins on him for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us. Notice this. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. So that by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Jesus purchased all your past, all your present, and all your future blessings on the cross. You can experience the blessings of God that God gave to Abraham because Jesus paid for your blessings on the cross. Here's an assignment for you. You ought to study the blessings of Abraham this week. Just those of you that want to live in, in, in a blessed life. Because it says he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Through who? Not through you. Through Christ Jesus. Jesus purchased your blessings on the cross. Every good and perfect gift does not come from you. It comes from above, James says. And Jesus said, to tell us die, it is finished. Number eight, number eight, Jesus purchased our victory. He purchased our victory. I want you to understand this today. Because of Jesus, you have victory over death. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thank God, he gives us the victory. Come on, somebody shout victory. Yeah, he gives us the victory over sin which we've talked about, you can live a life free of sin. You, 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 you can live a holy and a pure life. Don't mean you won't ever make a mistake, but you don't have to be bound and controlled by it. But he says, you have victory over sin and death through the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. So as Christians, we don't have to fear death like the world, will fear, like the world fears death. Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. And, and listen, one day, one day, Jesus is going to come back for his church, and we will live forever in our glorified bodies. This life is not it. There's a heaven to gain, and understand that one day we will reunite with all of our family and friends who have died in the Lord, and we will be reunited with them. I cannot wait to see Sandy Cooper, my mama, in heaven one day. She went on before me, but I don't have the 
the same fear of death. I know that I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord and one day I'll see my mama again because we have victory over death because of Jesus and you and I need to understand you have victory over the devil because of Jesus. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 says, he can, man, I just love the word of God. It says this, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it, took all of our charges, all of our sin, all of the guilty verdict, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority, the dirty devil and all his demons. He shamed them publicly by his, come on, here's the key word, his what? Come on, there's a big choir shouted again, his what? His victory over them on the cross. The devil and his demons were defeated on the cross. You have victory over every demonic force. Don't you say as a child of God, the devil made me do it. No, you've got victory over the devil, every demon. Revelations chapter 12 and verse number 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Come on, somebody can overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. Come on, the blood of God. The blood of Jesus gives me victory over the devil. I thank God for the blood. I'm old school today. I plead the blood. I, I, the devil, the blood is against you. The blood, the blood, the blood. I draw a bloodline, the blood. You can't come any further. Just like in the Old Testament, they put the blood over the doorpost so that the, 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 the evil one could not come by and destroy my home. I plead the blood over my kids. I plead the blood over my marriage. I plead the blood over my dating. I plead the blood over my home. I plead the blood over my money. I plead the blood over my mind. Devil, you can't come any further because of the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood is against you. The blood is against you. Come on, every location, stand up and give God praise for the blood. Come on, somebody throw up a hand at Midwest City and Northwest. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God. Put your hands together for the blood. Come on, thank Jesus for the blood. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Come on, Indy. Come on, all of Somebody thank God for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for dying on that cross. Thank you for approaching my salvation. To tell us that. To tell us that. To tell us that. It is finished.